Hi, everybody. Thank you for listening. My name is Brian Trendler, and this is the podcast, Shut Up and Laugh. I want to give a quick shout out to the uh, number of companies that have chosen to advertise with Shut Up and Laugh. Um, they're all local organizations. I encourage you to check out who they are and what they do. Um, the first one is Dreamosity. The second one is LT's Pet Sitting. And the third and our most recent sponsor is Gentle Frog Custom QuickBooks Training. You've got to hear more about that during the advertisement that we'll play later. Um, again, my name is Brian Trendler. I want to thank everybody for listening. And uh, I do this podcast every single week. I get the opportunity to sit across from some pretty amazing people and one boring person, but I'm not going to say who that's been. Uh, okay, I'm totally kidding. But the guy I get to sit next to uh, across from today is someone who I actually really, really look up and admire too, not just because he's bigger than me, um, but because he is I like to think becoming kind of a fixture of the local area from a networking perspective and small business perspective. His name is Ryan Mills. Ryan, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Good. Thank good you morning. so much for being part of this. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Um, we're going to get right into it, man. Yeah. We're going to just have some uh, uh, fun. I'm going to play with your mind a little bit. Uh, Ryan has claimed to have listened to a couple of these podcasts, so he knows some of the format. doesn't know what I'm going to throw at him. Um, kind of like life, right? You have a couple of curveballs thrown your way. You don't necessarily know what's going to happen, but how you take it and run with it will cause us to either judge you very harshly, mind you, or uh, or, or very seriously. But you go either way. We're here. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> we are here to have fun. Um, I am noticing that our microphones, from the standpoint of our headphones, are not picking up anything. So we're just going to hope that this is recording. Yeah, we're just going to go with yeah, that. Yeah. If not, let's do, let's do it all over again. It'll we be totally really honest cool and original at that point. Are we eventually going to like, like build a woman and like type on the keyboard and then like a big rocket's going to come <laughs> up in the middle of your house? Yes. Yeah. That is exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> this is Ryan's first podcast. So apparently he doesn't know that things made for TV don't actually happen here. Oh. Don't. But you know, we are going to eventually live stream. And I say we, cause those are all the voices in my head that really have become individual people <laughs> over, mm. over mm. my life. Um, but I, I think podcasting, this might be fun. I'm sorry, not podcasting, uh, live streaming. What do you think about that? You know, get yeah. the Star Wars stuff on the wall here, the super professional. I'm, it's like my my grandmother's basement look I have going on here. That's yeah. good. Yeah. There's there's potential there. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we're just gonna run with it. Um, so I kind of prefaced Ryan a bit prior to going live. Let him know that I do a super awe inspiring background check on all of my guests to find out the dirty little truths. And then what I do is I create a series of questions, a series of talking points, to get Ryan to open up to our listening audience from the standpoint of really the power of humor. Um, what's going on with that? Why is humor necessary? What is what is laughter nowadays, especially in today's society? What's been going on? How do we act? How do we react? And more important, what do we get out of the power of laughter? So I'm hoping you'll have some stories for us today. I, you we'll know just, I'm full of stories. You are full of something. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. stories. Yeah. And, and other yeah. things. Um, actually, um, I want to preface one other thing. This is kind of a funny thing for our listeners. And if not, then, well, I can't see if you're laughing or not, so I don't really care. Um, this is the first one where this will be the Food Coma episode 16. Mm -hmm. Super excited about that. Yeah. Um, I invited Ryan out to um, someone who should become a sponsor on our show, Patty's Eggs Nest, right down the street from my home office here, right on the corner of the, um, the, the Bothell Mill Creek area. And they're a fixture in my opinion, um, that's that's a quality meal. It's a staple for sure. It, uh, yeah. Um, I had uh, a chicken fried steak. Mm -hmm. You had what? Biscuits and gravy. Yeah, biscuits and gravy. So mm -hmm. there's a really good chance that by the by the start of the second segment, there could just be snores because mm -hmm. I can already feel. We might need a everything I ate to go off at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna. We we might just start drinking. Who knows? I'm just saying there is a full bar down here. So, yeah. you know, <clears throat> okay. Now, now that I painted a very strange picture for everyone out there. <laughs> Second ask it. Podcast. Gonna, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're doing great with these, with these, <laughs> these, these, these questions so far. Um, okay. So Ryan, you live in the Bothell area currently. Correct. Okay. And how long have you been there? Um, probably let's say 10 years, maybe. Really? Okay. Yeah. Probably. All right. Maybe. And um, originally, you're from the Renton area. Is that yeah, right? Renton, Maple Valley area. And is that where you did the high school and middle school thing? I guess I should have switched that. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. So that's where you actually are from. Were you mm -hmm. born in Renton or you said the Maple Valley area? I was born in Bellevue. But oh, okay. family, I lived in Renton kind of my whole, the beginning of my life. Okay. 
you know, pretty much all through the elementary, mm-hmm. you know, going into middle school. And then my parents shipped us out to uh, Maple Valley. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I hear Maple Valley's been having some problems lately. They've been having like a lot of drug problems and a lot of things like that happening, which is really unfortunate. Uh, yeah. I mean, I haven't been there in a long time. Yeah. So. So you're not the supplier then? No. Okay, good, no, good. I, no. I didn't think. I, I wasn't alluding toward that. <laughs> Why are you wearing a trench coat with pockets? <laughs> Lots of pockets, right? Yeah. No, I stepped away uh, before that happened. Mm-hmm. No, it's it, it. really, there was nothing out there when I moved out yeah. there. It was <clears throat> basically just a, a little market, I think yeah. at McDonald's. Yeah. And uh, it was kind of funny. The big thing when they were out there were like, oh, we should really get a taco time. Like, that was like the biggest thing. And then all of a sudden, somebody built the taco time. And I swear to you, my mom thought that somebody overheard her talking about building a taco time. Oh, sure. Yeah. She's like, that was my idea. So I don't know who I need to talk to. Because the, uh, the rabbit ears on the TV listen to you. Yeah. This is yeah. before Alexa. So I don't know how yeah. somebody knew she was talking about oh, that. Oh, that, that, that's so funny. I'm still miffed at the coming soon Taco Bell on the corner here near my house. That damn sign's been up for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, where's my damn Taco Bell? I don't know. I mean, come on. You're like part of Bothell Chamber. You can tell me why it's not built. I should right? figure that out. Uh, this is, these are real world problems here. We're trying this to solve in Bothell. Okay. Hashtag real world Bothell. Give me my damn Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because the local cat population is growing out of control. So we need to we need to call that a bit. We need to cut it down. Yep. Yep. Into mm-hmm. tasty little dollar menu One items. dollar menu. <laughs> <laughs> I just read actually, and by the way, this is totally off topic, uh, listening audience, Taco Bell is going to announce up to 25 new dollar menu items in 2020. That is 25 more opportunities for me at 2 a.m. in the morning. That's fantastic. (laughs) I was going to say to heavily avoid, right? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm thinking, where can they go? You know, how can society get any better? And then I read that article. Mm -hmm. That's terrifying to me. Completely terrifying. It's, I'm it's not ha- a huge fan. It's happening whether you want to or not. Are you are, are are you a fan though? Are you a Taco, Taco Bell, Bell fan? Yeah. 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 What's your What's your meal of choice? What's your What What What's your midnight buffet item? You know, I I, I just keep it simple. You just yeah. get one of them little box of tacos and go home. You hammer out a few of them. There's okay. A few that, left doesn't the box have like six in it? No, it has like twelve in it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so again, let's I don't do this by myself. I'm not like just out on a binger by myself and then you run through. I was gonna say let's let's preface this for our (laughs) listeners. You are how tall? You're six four? Six two. Six two. Yeah. Okay, so we're actually about the the same height. But I can fit two of you in two of me in like alongside you because you're you're what? uh, how you willing to share how much you weigh? Because because you're like a buff dude. you're not like yeah, gross. Two eighty five, two eighty (laughs) two eighty five, all muscle. And I, pride. I would like to think so. And America. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, Two eighty-five. America. Yeah. Good. Lots okay. Of Taco Bell. Okay. See, I'm yeah. I'm two thirty-five, and soft. <laughs> like like soft. Like my 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 trainer's like, well, you're already a, a shape down the yeah. street at forty-five minutes. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's it's sad. So Taco Bell's bad. Okay. Okay. No. We've wasted way too much time on Taco Bell. Um, let's get into what you do. Okay. You are working at First Financial Northwest Bank, right? That is. By correct. the way, amazing bank. Props to the local business. FFNWB. Exactly. Um, was that like a was that like a Bothell gang member sign for? I don't FF know. I just kind of threw it out there. I like the the ffnwb it makes it so much easier to say than first financial northwest bank. that was so white longer, of you to do that <laughs> yeah <That's my laughs> like you were having a small out. like yeah. dead spider thing with Hashtags your hands that's fantastic um okay so prior to though mm-hmm. you've been at bank of america mm-hmm. you're also jp morgan price chase chase sorry yeah um but with, with price things yeah. um so you were were you like a financial advisor at some point? No, no. Okay, I I actually started out with um with Washington Mutual, and uh, was with Washington Mutual. It was great. Did home loans for Washington Mutual, and then uh, kind of that 07 really bad. It's called the tank. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really bad dark time <laughs> happened, and um, so home loans just weren't weren't going. Yeah, super hot. So then yeah. uh, uh, one of the managers was like you could probably make some more money being a personal banker. So did that mm-hmm. and then just kind of worked myself up and just got better and better and better and just was striving to be that manager sure. and progress. And that's great. Going. All right. And, and, and from that though, you went straight to bank of America. 
and you've just been in the banking world side of things ever since, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Very cool. Um, tell me about First Financial. Tell me what sets them apart from everyone else. I already know the, these answers because <laughs> I do bank with you, yep. but I love what you guys do and what you stand for. So talk to us about that for, uh, for a moment. First Financial, I mean, it's it's a community bank. It's been around since 1923. You know, it's not a new bank. Um, it we really put community first mm -hmm. and make sure that we're we're in the community, we're supporting the community, and we're doing it the right way. So we got the right people that go into these branches. You know, we get the people before we get the branches. Yeah, and uh, make sure that we have the right people in place to represent First Financial within those communities. Um, it's it's a fantastic bank you know we we're we're not a fee driven bank we're we're a bank that that really pushes to to do better mm -hmm. and to to have that bright spot on banking <laughs> yeah yeah now you guys seem to kind of be everywhere mm -hmm. now um i know and, and and correct me if i'm wrong roughly 2018 ish is when you guys decided hey we're going to really grow we're going to focus, and it might have been a bit earlier, but as yeah, far as like our 16, neck of the woods, I mean, you guys, I mean, you you were just a renting facility for the mm -hmm. longest time, and then things changed, and suddenly you've got multiple locations, multiple branches, and from the again from the premise of what this podcast is all about, what's the most fun part about this job? Uh, like like like, what makes you and your coworkers laugh? Is it is it how you treat people, which is great, by the way, or 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 is it stuff you do internally? I mean, talk talk a little bit about that. I think it's just being out in the community and meeting the people within the community. I yeah. mean, you meet a lot of great people. Yeah. And you you also get to give back to the community, you know. So there's different fundraisers that we do. We have a fantastic auction team that we um, that we have that supports the community as well. So really it's just getting out and meeting people and, and giving back and doing something better than just sitting behind a desk, you know, depositing checks and cash and checks. Yeah. Why do you guys always look like you're having so much damn fun? Cause you're bankers, right? Like yeah. there, there's a stigma, not mm -hmm. like the Jimmy Stowart thing, but like there's a <laughs> stigma that you guys are just shuffling money around or whatever, and just focusing on one thing. I mean, why is that so different with you guys? Why is this such a pleasant experience to walk into your locations? Because we, we that's what we want it to be. Yeah. I, and I really feel I like that. that. I like, like that. You, you are what you want to be. And, and we, we don't want to be that bank where you walk in and you're like, all right, I'm going to stand in line. I'd rather go to the ATM than actually yeah. come in and talk to somebody, you know, and we, we, we want to have fun. And, and the people that I have in my, the branches that I support are fantastic. And you really build that family. You know, we don't, we don't have tellers. We just have bankers. We mm -hmm. have relationship managers, mm -hmm. personal bankers. And, um, you know, I mean, you really build a friendship with these people. Yeah. You see them more than your family a lot of the time. So yeah. it's like, you got to love who you work with, you yeah. know, and have great management and great upper management. Yeah. So the support from top to bottom is fantastic. So it makes it a lot of fun. You know, you actually raised a good point too. I have never used an ATM at any of your branches. I always actually make the purposeful decision to walk in and spend time, whether I'm saying hi to Mitch or saying hi to, I, actually, I, I saw Tazine recently or Scott or Annan or yourself or anybody or, you know, Kate, Katie. Yeah. Um, see, just the fact that I know some of my banker representative or whatever I'm supposed to call you names, mm. that's crazy to me because everyone else is behind like eight inches of plexiglass, right? And that little tiny voice circle you're supposed to talk through, yeah. right? And you're slipping crap underneath a little, again, plastic, mm -hmm. bulletproof glass, right? You don't have that. No. You don't have any of that. There is no, there is zero separation between you and the relationship, which I think is really cool. Well, I think that would, even, even going further than that, you're going to see a lot of these people outside of just that branch. Yeah, true. So you see them in the streets, you see them helping people, you see them working with different community partners and such. So realistically, when you're, you walk into the bank, you're like, Hey, you know, that was, that was a great event last night. Hey, that was great. You know, doing backpacks for kids or, yeah. you know, clothes for kids or coats for kids, something, you know, yeah. something to help out. And you're not just seeing those people behind a desk looking stressed out. Yeah, exactly. You know, typing on a computer. Exactly. You know? I love that. Absolutely love that. Okay. Um, what do you think the biggest thing that you're going to be able to accomplish at First Financial Northwest Bank in 2020? It hits you up with that. 
Um, probably just. <laughs> I mean, I have high ambitions, high goals. I'm just gonna yeah. take over everything. <laughs> oh, okay, just just take over the yeah. world. Very yeah. good. I'm just taking over everything. You know, Very I good. I think that out of anybody that's around any of those big banks, smaller banks, anybody, I I feel like I can. I can help better than anybody else and I can support people's businesses better than anybody else. That's awesome. So having somebody um, that's not banking with me currently, um, I'm not helping them and I want to yeah. help them. So they're literally making a mistake if they're not bank with you. Pretty much. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Say it with confidence, man. Yeah. Make a mistake. Yeah. Step into yeah. a slim gym. Don't right? do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. So we're going to leave the banking world 100%. We're going to dive back into your dirty little sordid past mm. and talk about some of your other careers, some of your some of the history of your other careers. Um, again, for anyone who's never met Ryan face-to-face, because I am very happy to say I have kind of a growing countrywide and even a couple others international countries that listen um you're a beast man you're 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 a big guy you're like i said you're physically fit and you have this presence when you walk into the room and that that harkens back to your bouncing days <laughs> you're a bouncer yeah so Which apparently i can't get away from i volunteered no. at a uh, at an event a little while ago yeah. and they're like hey can you just watch the door and make sure nobody walks out <laughs> with their drinks and i'm like well i mean that's oddly <laughs> yeah oddly familiar oddly to me familiar for me okay. so yeah sure i'll go ahead and do that and then uh and then everybody proceeded to try to show me their id and uh <laughs> ask me why this particular business needed a bouncer I yeah like why what what made this so rough that oh, they that's needed so me funny. to stand out there and i'm like yeah. no i'm literally just making sure nobody walks out with their drinks like yeah. somebody's grandma could be out here it doesn't matter so did you slip up at any point and say like i would crush you to anybody here no, 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 nothing, nothing that crazy. Okay. I mean, you know, but you wanted to, no, I gave a couple people the stink. I like, don't do it. <laughs> That's scary, man. I can see it from over the mic here. Okay. <laughs> wow. So aside from the physicality yeah. thing that bouncers are known for, how'd you get into that? Was that something that you really liked doing or that you just literally fell into it? Or again, someone just saw you prop near a door and just said, I'm going to pay him for that. I mean, tell me that. I mean, do you have any stories? Yeah. I was standing you in a doorway share? and somebody couldn't get past me. They're like, Hey, do you want a job? No. no. Um, uh, literally was, uh, uh, dating a gal and uh one of her best friends was the owner of a bar mm-hmm. and uh they're like hey we need we need help this weekend a couple guys called out do you want to come down i said yeah sure and then that was that and then i did it for like three years wow some money good to be a bouncer it's pretty good yeah yeah wow okay you so paid at the end of your shift you just think, walk think, out think i could do that with 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 my shape yeah with help things sure okay i have height at least if nothing yeah. else I can do stink eye. Ask, ask my kids. You sure. Know. Other than that, I'm incredibly fragile. The dad voice does work, though. Oh, that's that's true. It is a thing. I could learn the middle names of all the patrons and be like, you know, yeah, John Parson, you know, yeah. <laughs> whatever it is. They'll call your yeah. mother. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't think I could do it. So <laughs> share share one of the funniest stories you can recall, as far as just something that you just think about and laugh, like just some kind of funny situation, because I can only imagine. Yeah. That there's a lot of funny crap, like the stumbling drunk or, you know, just, just whatever. That is a very deep bag of okay. stories, but I'll, well, I'll tell you one deep, of my baby. favorite, one of my okay. favorite ones. So we are, we're sitting in the bar and, uh, there's a guy who, uh, you can tell just had a little bit too much and yeah. he's with two other guys. Yeah. And, uh, turns out these guys are enormous. Okay. <laughs> so they're big guys. Yeah. And, um, the, Three other guys are not enormous guys, and which is a bad mix when yeah. alcohol is involved in sure. everything. And just to preface, I don't condone any of this activity. <laughs> just want to That's set that up. Now that yeah. you're an upstanding member yeah. of the uh, community, yes. Yes. yes, okay. This was many moons. This is ago. the past. Yes, and um, so a buddy of mine was was helping me out, and uh, the guy, the guys end up all going outside. We pushed everybody outside. And um, there's a small little corridor in the back of this bar that we worked at that made it hard for a lot of people to get through. Okay. So (laughs) the smaller guys tried to run back inside from the bigger guys because the bigger guys were getting the best of them outside. Mm -hmm. And we had already kind of called the cops and told them to come kind of help out. Sure. There was a, a taxi cab that lost a a side mirror and oh, it just, it got a little rough outside. Come do a sweep. Yeah. Yeah. So they come back. So the kids try to run back inside 
And so we ran down the hallway to try to push them all back outside. Well, this gentleman was a very large individual to the point oh. where me and my other friend were having a little trouble with, because, I mean, we're not mad. We're just trying to get everybody out. Yeah. Adrenaline's gone. And um, my buddy that evening told me that he brought a little can of pepper spray. Oh. And it was one of those little foam foam sprays. So I was like, yeah. you can't spray that in here because it'll basically just get the whole place cleared out. And he goes, no, it's foam. So it's just, it'll just basically stick to the right person. Mm-hmm. So he's out there trying to get everything situated. And, he, and he's like, I'm going to spray him. I said, all right. So I stepped back and he's, and he starts, pulls this can out to spray this guy and literally sprays the tiniest stream of pepper spray foam on this guy's chest. <sighs> And I'm like, that's not going to work. No, you and can't so spread it around like the, peanut butter. <laughs> so the trail of pepper spray foam went up his chest and just proceeded to go up basically into his face. So he's got just a straight line of pepper spray <laughs> foam on him that did nothing at the point. And oh then all gosh. of a sudden we started to hear him scream and then he went back outside. Yeah, sure. But literally, I think it was like this foam was everywhere. I didn't even know it came in foam. I've it never heard of that. Foam. I, yeah, I didn't know. It's like oh shaving my gosh. Cream. That's crazy. Yeah. I actually thought you were going to say that basically big dude, small hall- hallway smashed up a couple little dudes just by getting like drunk and, you know, inebriated and just cornered himself or something. But hey, the the biggest thing with that is you just, you got to get everybody outside. Yeah. You don't want to disrupt everybody in the bar. You want yeah. everybody to say, have a good time, keep drinking. That's kind of what the owners want, you know? And just kind of de-escalate as best you can, not get, take anything personal and just do your job, get them mm-hmm. outside. But that particular one was a little tough and it, that pepper spray foam does spread a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. There was a, there was a very cool bar that I hung out in uh, the college years. Basically I went to an art school college is the term loosely, but lived in the Seattle university dorms for two years. So there's a place called Charlie's up on Capitol Hill. And there was a guy and his, and his, his name, his, his nickname was next. N E C K S. You would, you would hear it and you'd think it's next, like next, N E X T. No, his nickname was next. And it's because he had this almost serpentine skill of just, (laughs) just reaching for grabbing people with his hand. And, I should preface this. He was six, six, about 300 plus. He was a tank, Yeah. but he moved like water mm-hmm. and he would just, and just grab these kids, these the college kids. And it was like watching, um, Ursula from the little mermaid, just take the victims back into his folds. And he would just walk out the door with them and just, bleh, just barf them out into the back lot. Yeah. Next. Yeah, he was brilliant. Nicest guy too, but he would like he he would always walk by and and, and you could see people just go uh, and they would yeah. cringe and they would just try to hide their their necks and just raise their shoulders. It was the funniest damn thing. Mm-hmm. I got nothing but respect for you guys, and it's, I've seen gal bouncers too. So it is not God bless not them. An easy job. No, no. Have you ever been worried about getting stabbed or hurt or you know glass bottle like in the all the, all the stupid movies or? I, I think that it's, that's one of those things like, like if you're, like if you're a race car driver mm-hmm. and you're worried about crashing, mm-hmm. that's, you're going to be a really bad race yeah. car driver. Yeah. Like you, you just, just you have aside. to stay positive and not think that anything bad's going to happen to you. But I mean, there's been a few times where people have said some things and, you know, done some things that yeah made you question your walk back to your car, but yeah. you know, you kind of. You gotta let that pass over, and you just kind of go about your day. Because, like I said, it, you don't want to think about it. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want that stuff to linger. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So I think we're gonna hit you with uh, one last question before we take a break. Sure. Um, and I mentioned this before. Um, you have, you have such a presence to you, and it, it yes, some of it has to do with the fact that you're my height. You know whatever you said, 280 some odd pounds. But again, you look like you're fit. You don't look like a bag of soup like I do. Um, <laughs> you just have such a big, strong presence to you. You joke, you always smile. We just heard your laugh. You have a great laugh. You have this way that you connect with people 
And you seem to thrive off of that. Like you really genuinely want to connect with people. Mm -hmm. I think that's part of your magnanimous personality. Um, is that something you learned? Is that something that was natural to you? Did, did you grow up with that skill set, or how did that all come into how people see Ryan today? You know, one of the earlier childhood memories of mine that my mom always reminded me of was I, I was probably, I don't know, seven, eight years old mm -hmm. and uh, we went camping or to the beach or something like that. And then my mom was like, hey, you know, got out of the car and everything. And there's a bunch of kids playing volleyball. And I was like, I'm going to go ask those guys if I can play. And, and my mom's like, I'm, you know, basically they're not going to let you play. You know, sure. you're a tiny child. Yeah. And uh, but I was like, no, I'm going to go ask. So I went over there to ask and sure enough, they kind of just let me hang out and yeah. play. And that's just kind of been my personality. Like I just, yeah. you know, want to have fun and, you know, care about people and, and, you know, I'm not, I'm outgoing enough to not be shy to kind of jump into those things. And I've kind of always been that way. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever found any particular situations that have stopped you? No, but I can tell you the first time that, uh, I did, I talked in front, I think it was, oh gosh, I think it was the the first time I jumped in front of the crowd at the chamber. Yeah. In one of the general meetings. It was yeah. the very first time they're like, Hey, can you, you know, say this? little speech or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, Oh, this is gonna be great. You know? And then I got up there and I'm like, hello. hello everybody. <laughs> you forgot to breathe. Didn't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure my face was just bright red and yeah, you know, but I got through it and pushed myself to get through it. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't ever like to back down and, uh, but got through it and it was terrifying. But now it's like, you just, you just get a little bit more comfortable, you yeah. know? And if you never jump into things like that, you're never going to know how great it's going to feel after you're done and how, big of an impact you can make by doing those things how do you think laughter comes into play and and even your own sense of humor when you're faced with those types of situations whether work or a personal well i mean have you ever heard of something like when you're talking to somebody and they're like this product is fantastic <laughs> i really enjoy going to these restaurants you're sell like, it to me baby you, yeah you really love it or like, yeah like what is what is wrong with you you yeah. know you have to have a real world story and you have to have real circumstances to be able to share with people. And I think laughter is one of those things that brings that excitement to whatever you're doing and mm -hmm. brings just a separate piece because mm -hmm. if you're, you're not bringing laughter into your presentations or into just basic conversation. You're just going to be dull. No yeah. reason to be excited to work with you. Yeah. You actually relive those experiences when you share them with laughter and humor, right? And your own giggle and your, the brightness in your eyes, your face, your expression, Everything. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that I've seen you do as well. And, um, I've always wanted to kind of put you in this moderately uncomfortable position to be able to compliment you because you do that so well. And I think that's another reason why that aids toward your presence. Um, it's, I always get a big kick out of the fact that I think everybody who meets you wants to hang with you. Right. They want protection. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to go hit this guy. You, can you get my back? Yeah. No. Yeah, you got no. my back, right? Like, okay. So yeah, you, you did yeah. to see right through my thin veil of uh, transparency. Um, no, it's uh, okay. Yes. They, uh, they, they do want your bear claw level or bear paw level pr protection, but no, you have that level of sincerity that I think just comes across in everything that you do. And um, that's actually a rare trait. And I, I think that's what um, has you as a leader at your current position at FFNWP, <laughs> right? I have to say it that way. First Financial Northwest Bank. First Financial um, Northwest Bank, yeah. And at the same time, I think, I think it's going to take you to other, you know, bouncer-based opportunities. No, I mean, just <laughs> other really cool opportunities. So I, got, I could never, you can't settle. No. Can't settle. Absolutely not. Okay. You having fun so far? Absolutely. Cool, man. We're going to take a quick break uh, for our uh, um, advertisers to go ahead and advertise themselves. And uh, I'll see you on the, on, the, on the other side. And we'll go from there. We'll go a little bit deeper with a couple more questions, okay? Sweet. All right. Thanks. Hi, everybody. This is Brian Trendler from the Shut Up and Laugh podcast. I'd like to welcome one of our newest sponsors, Gentle Frog Custom QuickBooks Training. Yes, you heard that right. Rachel Barnett, 
She teaches QuickBook workshops around the Seattle and beyond area, showcasing the glamorous side of data entry. Whether training one-to-one or one-to-many, Gentle Frog is focused on teaching people who want or need to be a DIYer in how to manage their QuickBooks bookkeeping. Rachel has the unique skill of distilling 25 years worth of experience into a what you need to know sort of DIYer package. Another great way of thinking about this is that you'll learn what you need to do and most important, what you need to not do. Please check her out online and learn why her clients have given her more positive reviews on Intuit's help page than most, if not all, of her competition. She's not going to hard sell you. That's not her character. She wants to learn about you. And if you find that you're not a good fit, she's got a huge network to introduce you to. Reach out to Rachel today, gentlefrog.com forward slash meeting, or call her at 206-850-1105. All right, everybody, we're back. Welcome to Shut Up and Laugh. We're a local area podcast. My name is Brian Trendler. I'm the guy you get to listen to every single week, and I sit across some pretty cool folks every time. It's an opportunity to talk about humor, the power of laughter, and if you want to get really woo-woo, it's hashtag humor heals because there really is power in making people feel great about themselves and also what it does to yourself. So I'm sitting across this week from Ryan Mills. Good to yeah. see you again. That was only minus. I just had to shout. I don't know. I just feel FFNWB thing. Um, Yeah, first financial Northwest Bank manager, right? You're you're a business banking manager. So many B's and everything, and a stutterer like myself. You're just being cruel. Um, Downtown Bothell. Yep. Yeah, and you survived the whole. Main Street exploding and your area being built up, and you've been open at that branch now for how long? Oh, uh, just oh, we're, I think we're coming on two years. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say that's that's pretty much what I thought. Yeah, um, beautiful area down there, isn't it? Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, lots of new stuck in an office all day new. long. Yeah, people yeah. walking by happy. You're in a cube. No, <laughs> I know, it, which is the worst on a Friday when everybody's walking by going to happy hour, and you're like. Like like a dog in the window, like adopt me, take me. With no, me. no, dude. What's worse is you've got that like bakery thing right next to you. All Pinkabella cupcakes. Yeah, the cupcakes. Yeah, they need to be a sponsor of ours. You should go talk to them for me. Sure. Because I I would love uh, taste tests here during one of these. Like we could have you back for a taste test session. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty okay. good. We should look into that. Yeah, I like the way that sounds. Okay, um, we're gonna dive back into the questions, Cupcake right? Chronicles. Cupcake. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Cupcake yeah, Chronicles. Yeah. Ooh, episode one. Yeah. Forget this. Shut up and laugh. Now it's just shut up and <laughs> stuff your cake hole, right? <laughs> <laughs> episode two sprinkles. <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they have that. What's that stuff called that you make things out of? Um, fondant. Fondant. Oh, mm-hmm. there had to be a couple episodes about fondant. Yeah, we could actually creative. make stuff live here, yeah. make things and have contests to see. No, this is no, de- I'm de- so deteriorating quickly. Yeah, it'd be like, oh, I made a plate. You'd be like, <laughs> you'd be like I made a dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the shape. Of it's a the shape bill. of a dollar. Yeah, you could just like thumbprint in the it number one. Horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do kind of have pause, so yeah. that that wouldn't work. Um, Okay, so we asked a couple questions. We, I don't know why I keep saying we. I do we all the time. This is this is this is me. It's not we, minus the yeah. voices in my head. But that's okay because we all fight those. Um, I talked to you about your current position, First Financial Northwest Bank business banking, banking manager. manager. Yes. So wait, that's F F N W B B B M. So yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> use that, use that at your next group meeting and see what happens. Just say it real fast. Yeah, just thank you about the boom, and people yep. are just going to wonder what the hell you're on. Yeah, I love that. Okay, um, jumping back into the questions now. Um, tell me one of the strongest examples that you can think of where honest to goodness laughter, uh, your ability to laugh with yourself or with others, and it can be at yourself too. If you like self-deprecating humor, like I do. When has it really saved Ryan? When has it really saved you from a situation, whether a painful one or just something that, you know, really laughter came into a play? 
Um, I would probably say uh, a good example of that is one of uh, the ver- our very first uh, PNA meetings. <laughs> 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 where I and so you, much for going deep <laughs> <laughs> no it was because like it was one of the very first ones and and uh, I, I had taken everybody's elevator speech and i had made it mine i, I remember, remember that, that. Yeah. i do man that was epic yeah yeah that was incredible so i took everybody's and twisted it into something that was pertinent to me and yeah that was my that was my elevator speech that day and i didn't really know anybody in there so I didn't really have a name for myself and I had taken over somebody else's spot. And so, and I'm, and I was really trying to make a name for myself, you know, within networking period at that point, I didn't have a whole lot of networking experience, but I knew that I, I knew that I felt that I was funny. Yeah. So I just took that. Yeah. Like, okay. I'm, I'm going to be funny. That's, that's what I'm going to use. Mm-hmm. So I went in and did that speech and everybody kind of, everybody was laughing and I'm like, okay, well then I, I that, that worked. Yeah. You're onto something. Yeah. Yeah. And again, for those who don't know this, um, that is a PNA is simply a business networking group that meets weekly through different locations. And this particular chapter at that point for the sake of conversation, 25 some odd members in the room. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Ryan took every single like tidbit or a tidbit, a, a point from every single person's commercial and delivered it. And then I remember if you were at the end of the line or midway through, but yeah, that was impressive as hell. I, I I had totally forgotten about that until you mentioned it. And you're absolutely right. That's a situation <laughs> where it, it's not that we could tell, oh, this guy thinks he's not funny and is about to try to be funny. But you killed it, man. And you did it with like grace. And again, you know, we all have that kind of the nervous, <laughs> you know, feeling and look in our face. And, and you did kind of look like you had just been hit with a baseball bat of truth, you know, like crap, I'm going to have to do this. Yeah. Because I didn't know if somebody was going to like take it negatively yeah. or if they were going to laugh, like, like I was roasting the room or something, but yeah. it was just like, you know, I, I, I just tried to make it a little funny, you yeah. know, and, and I wanted everybody to, I don't know, kind of, kind of see me and be like, okay, this, yeah, this guy's for real. You know, he's, he's pretty, seems like a good guy. Yeah. Well, we were wrong there, but you at least set the bar <laughs> from the standpoint of you've kind of had to bring your game every single week since, haven't you? You have to. You do. You have to. Now, why Now, why do you say that? See, do, we're going to go deep on this one, baby. Okay. All right. All right. Why uh, do you have to do that? If if you are sitting at, at your job right now and you're comfortable, mm-hmm. leave. 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 Just go. Get up. Do something different. Do it. You know, it, it, do you, you give you two weeks or just say F this and just, just go? No, you need to make a choice. You need okay. to figure it out. You need to say either I'm going to, I'm going to not be comfortable mm-hmm. and I'm going to push myself to do better. Or I, am I doing the right thing? Yeah. Am I in the right job? Yeah. Am I doing, am, am I, am I in the career that I want to be in? Yeah. And, and that's something that I've always pushed myself to never, ever, ever be comfortable. Always have that little bit of anxiety to do better or to push yourself to do something that you're not normally doing. Sure. Don't you think people settle though nowadays a lot because of the cost of living, because of the stress of being a single income or a dual income or someone's out of income and you're the one that's bringing home the proverbial bacon, whatever the case is. How do people not settle based off of what you just said? Because the preface there or the caveat there is I completely understand and I completely agree with you. That's why I left corporate America so many years ago because I just – I wasn't happy. My my cup wasn't being filled. I wanted it to have a chance to runneth over it, you know, but there was sure. there was no opportunity. So I had to leave. So mm-hmm. what do you think? I mean, are people just settling? Absolutely people yeah. settle. People settle all the time. You know, they get they get caught in that that routine and the routine yeah. gets comfortable and you're like, I know at this point I get up, at this point I have my coffee, at this point I go to lunch, at this point I pick up my kids from school. At this point, I go home and make dinner. And then you just get in that routine every single day. And just every day, you just go through the same thing, same thing, same thing. But if you're not pushing yourself to do better, whether it's at your job, outside of your job, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, just, just trying to be better all the time. You know, even with myself, with banking, like I'm not going to, I'm not going to slow down. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Not everybody banks with me. You know, and there's always somebody else that I know that I can help and that I can make their situation better with their business and their banking. And if I say, you know what, I'm, I'm okay today, or, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna hang out. I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. I'm, I'm, 
get anxious. I, I have to get up and do something. I have to get up and move. Do you think that the way you, Ryan Mills, embraces humor, because you are a funny guy, naturally, or if not, if you don't realize that, you are. Yeah, so I um, think so sometimes. I, I, I think it's kind of part of your core, you know, how you face things, how you address things. Do you think there's more need for that level of self-care, especially with the dudes out there, with guys out there? Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not purposely saying women don't need that as well, but do you feel that there's a level of disparity and kind of a gap there again, from the self-care perspective and people to kind of embrace their own inner humor and in the way they view things? You have to embrace your own inner humor. Or else, yeah. You know, there, you can come off as too serious. You yeah. Can, you know, you can, you can have people miss the, you know, what you're trying to tell them. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, there's all sorts of different things that, that I think that humor brings a lot into play. Um, I mean, like we're talking to somebody about money. Money is very uncomfortable. Money is not a fun yeah. thing to, to talk about with people. Dude, money <laughs> sucks, especially yeah. when you don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or when you do have a lot of it. Yeah. You're like, hey, you know, I know that you've got millions of dollars. I, I would like some. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, if you're going around asking people like that, they're not going to do it. But if, yeah. you know, you're, you're, you're serious enough for them to know that everything is safe and that, you know, secure and stable, but yet you're still a real person and mm -hmm. you're able to have a conversation with somebody and you're able to, uh, uh be that security blanket for them. I yeah. guess you could say. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, all right, man. So you, aside from being a, mm -hmm. your first financial Northwest bank business banking manager, yes. dude, I got it. That was good. Oh, you should, you should add a couple of little, little pennies to my account. For yeah. That. You know, I'm, I'm going to put a star should, in your fridge. You, <laughs> hope for a little more of a side benefit. But anyway, um, you do a lot of work with kids. You do coaching. And is mm -hmm. it, is it just football coaching or is there anything else? Or am I missing it completely? I do know you're a coach, yes. but me and sport don't have a phenomenal relationship. So tell mm -hmm. me about the coaching that you do, um, your works with kids. And then I'll, I have a couple of follow-ups here. Yeah. So I help uh, with a, a, a local junior football program, the, uh, uh, the Jaguars and, uh, of North Creek. And, um, yeah, I, I just, I, I coached, uh, the, the senior level this year mm -hmm. and, uh, next year I'll be with, uh, I think it'll be nine then. Okay. Uh, or 10. Yeah. He'll be old. So freshman, sophomore and senior. You're, you're talking about the uh, senior level high school football? No, 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 no. Junior level. So children, oh, okay. Okay. Small little versions of us. I envisioned a whole bunch of people on walkers going, jump the bush <laughs> and he came on, pass the ball. I mean, I didn't understand where that was going. So no, no, we're talking about kids. Yeah. What, what's Stop happening? Stop building that fort out of brass <laughs> on the field. That's, that's those kids. Okay. So the yeah. attention span of a dead house plan. Mm -hmm. okay. Good. Mm -hmm. Good. So because you deal with kids, I, I, I want to know what type of things you're seeing nowadays and i'm talking about the bullying aspect the confidence aspect stuff like that how do you the ryan that i know and adore as a friend and local area first financial northwest bank business bank manager dude, i did it again that's this. hot i yeah. like that that's too long of a title though it's crazy <laughs> um what type of things are you seeing what type of things are kids being faced with how are you helping them how's the sport helping them i mean like what's going on out there I think nowadays the kids have uh, a perception of instant gratification or instant, you know, things happen instantly. You know, yeah. I want to, I want to find out how to build something. Bam. I'm looking on the internet. Yeah. You know, I want to play a video game. Bam. It's on my phone. Yeah. So it's, it's, I think now it's really important to, to help them understand that the process is just as important as the outcome. Hmm. So the practices that they go to every single week. Yeah. I mean, it's hot, you know, you're running into somebody else, yeah. you know, I mean, some kids don't like practice, but they love the game. They love playing in the game. They sure. love the thrill of the touchdown, you know, the first downs, everything, but how important the process is of getting there and how important practice is, how important it is to, no matter if you're a starter or you're sitting on the bench to push yourself every single day in that practice, because by the time you hit that field, you'll be prepared you'll be prepared to be better than the next sure, guy. Sure. Sure. You have to actually throw the ball in order to catch it. Right. Stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Are you, are you, are you seeing anything from a standpoint 
of, and I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to make an issue where there may not be, but are you seeing any bullying? Are you seeing those true confidence issues that are, are, are being handled and addressed by way of the success that you're taking through this program? I mean, can you, can you, can, can you speak to any of that? Yeah. You see a little bit every now and again, and you hear about it from some of the kids, you know, that in, you can see, you know, some of the kids who might not have, you know, might be their first year of football. They're stepping in to yeah. a bunch of kids that have played together for a long time. And, yeah. you know, they might get, you know, you can kind of pick up on some things, you know, that you're kind of those dad instincts coming to play. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, that's not right. But then you have to pull everybody together at that point. You can't let that thing settle and say, Hey, yeah. we, we're one team and nobody on this team is better than the next person because we cannot win without every yeah. single one of us. And yeah. we will not tolerate any of that, whether it's here or at school. So it's not just on the field. This pertains to basically life itself. Yeah. We're not going to, we don't put up a bowling at all. So that's stuff you're actually teaching slash preaching to these kids. And are they, are they resonating with it or do they just look at you with the dull glassy eyes? <laughs> I like to think yeah. so. You know, I like to think that, that some of the stuff that we say actually sticks with yeah. them, you know, yeah. and, and, and I feel <clears> like <throat> it does, you know, I feel like, you know, they, they go home and go to school the next day and, you know, they can kind of brag a little bit about how well they're doing, or yeah. how great things are going, but they're, they're never going to, I haven't heard a lot about people going and saying, okay, yeah, I'm so tough at football. I felt like coach Mills is fighting jerk. With Johnny on <laughs> recess, you know, yeah. like you just, yeah. you don't hear a whole lot of it at all. What's the biggest thing you get out of it? I would say just seeing the kids succeed, Yeah, you know, seeing a kid who, who's never played before. Yeah. Make a, make a tackle. Sure. And then, you know, you can see it in their face. They'll run over and tell you, did you see that? Did you see that? Yeah. Like, yep. I saw that. You kind of have those daddy slash coach moments oh, too, yeah. right? Oh yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, that's awesome. You know, you're helping these kids grow, you grow, grow confidence in, in themselves. And, you know, again, learn something, learn a little bit of stability. You know, some of these kids, you know, don't have the great, greatest home life, but yeah, they come out on the football field yeah. and they have a family. Yeah. Some of those situations can be the best part of their day, huh? hundred percent. And you help provide that. Mm-hmm. That's badass, man. I, cool. I hope you realize that. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. When you have a chance to affect that many kids on that level, um, kind of like you said, you may not always get to see the results, but you know it's happening too. So that has to be amazing. Yeah. With my luck, I teach art school. You know, like someone would come over, hey, did you see me draw that perspective? I'd be like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Grab the ruler, do it again. <laughs> give me, give me fifty line perspectives. You know, okay, yeah, it's not quite the same thing. Yeah. Not quite as rewarding. A little, little different. You don't get a varsity letter for <laughs> drawing stairs appropriately. You know? No, no. <laughs> oh, I just killed that moment. Um, all right, man. Tell me someone. This is totally random, and I, I love asking this to people. Tell me someone that you real. Oh, and it, and it can't be your bride. I'll try again. Tell me someone that you really want to spend time with, that you look up to, admire, respect, and or really think you could benefit to learn from. Yeah, that's deep. Anybody, Anybody. anywhere. And we could do the alive or dead thing, but dead's kind of morbid. So let's 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 I keep know. them breathing. I know, I know. Come on, hit me with it. Like a famous person or like doesn't, a real doesn't person. matter. It could be it could be cashier and you know Safeway aisle two or whatever, you know, get someone that you look up to admire that you think you could benefit from learning from. You can say me. It's okay. <laughs> I know you want to, you're kind of skirting around and I see you dancing. No. Um, oh, that's, that's I so would probably saying. say, I mean, this sounds super cheesy, but, uh, no, saying me my, would be super cheesy. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd probably say just, I mean, career wise, just, just my upper management. Okay. They they really really take themselves and they they really want you to learn. They want yeah. you to do better. And um my uh my immediate boss Ryan, he's fantastic and he actually will go above and beyond to make sure that you understand everything that's going on within yeah. the bank. Yeah. So not just on a but not ad nauseum. It's it, it's yeah. more like a positivity standpoint. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't slow down and go, now, Ryan, what I said was. Yeah, it's not like that. <laughs> no. he, he actually will explain things to you. 
and, uh, uh, and and really generally want you to understand the business and want you to understand the little things that you would never see or never know sure. are happening because of you're not at that upper executive level of management. Sure. sure. So th- I think that that's been a lot of uh, learning for me to be able to sit with him and say, okay, you know, what's going on? Yeah. You know, why are these things changing? What's happening? And him being able to articulate those things and, and then look at you and say, I want you to learn these things so that you can grow. It's perfect. Yeah. And, and I, I really appreciate that. That's awesome. That's a good answer. That's not, that's not hokey. <laughs> it's not hokey. All right. Um, all right, I'm going to give you an opportunity to learn or to earn a couple points, okay? All right. It's a very exciting part because I want to talk about Candace, oh. your reasonably new bride. Yeah, she's um, pretty and, and your lady for X amount of years. You can tell me about that. Um, tell us about Candace. Tell us about how you connected. Was it your laughter and smile that earned her heart or um, – Tell me what type of joys that this gal brings to your life. And I, I again, I have to have the, the preface. Yeah. The reason I ask this is you are annoyingly happy yeah. since you've been married. Yeah. And you were almost as annoyingly pleased with yourself and happy mm. during this long-ass engagement because it seemed like you were engaged forever, at least from – your local networking group and friends. It just seemed like you were always talking about this engagement and this future wedding. We're like, just have it already. Come <laughs> on. Um, <clears throat> tell us about her. Tell she's, her what makes you tick there. She's fantastic. I mean, she, she's definitely my best friend. And I think that that's, that's something that, that I've grown to appreciate, you know, just, just her, you know, being, you know, I, I, I actually enjoy spending time with her. You know, if I, if I go somewhere, I'm like, man, this would be so much more fun if Candace was here Oh, okay. or, you know, you, you go to different events and stuff and that's like, man, you know, if, if I had my friend here, this would be way better. Yeah. You know? Um, and that's, and that's different. That's something that you just, you feel a lot different mm-hmm. having that in your life. Or when you're legally obligated to say so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Good. So how, how'd you guys meet? Are you, are you willing to divulge some of that? Yeah. Some of that? Okay. Yeah. Share. Yeah. We both were, you know, kind of going through some things in our lives some some changes and, and we kind of connected and, and, um, and, uh, ran into each other at, uh, at a Costco in Woodenville and, um, just kind of said, Hey, you know, we kind of knew each other from previous okay. things that we had done and, and, uh, and then you said, Hey, you know, started talking. You both reached for connected. the seven gallon thing of mustard at the same time. Your hands touched, your <laughs> eyes met, you know, the eight pounds of yeah. mayo. Yeah, exactly. No. Exactly. And it just connected. It's a condiment made in heaven. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Great hot dog. Um, and just connected and, and, and started talking and, yeah. and just kind of progressed from there. And, and uh, we're able to both get over our situations uh, while having each other there as a friend and, mm-hmm. and our friendship just, grew and grew yeah. and blossomed and, and here we are. And there you are. And we're married. I, I love the fact that when I first met you, you always referenced my lady. You always have like this, my lady this, yeah, yeah, this, well, but it was, <laughs> it was, it was, you always said it from a point of respect and, you know, all the other hokey things like you, you obviously love her mm-hmm. and you respect her and everything else. But you always said my lady with such pride. Like if this were back in whenever the hell there were knights and shining armor and stuff, like you would be that guy. You would also be the mountain, you know, from <laughs> Game of Thrones, <laughs> you know, crunching people's skulls. But aside from that, you'd stop and say, my lady, you know, because, you, I mean, you have this level of respect for everybody. And someone in this case, like Candace, one of the nicest gals I've met in a long time, um, there's just adoration. Every time you would say it, there'd be that pause, that little, oh, pause. Which is stupid cute, just so you know. It's insane. And now that you talk about your Yeah, you did. Yeah. yeah. You're scoring points for it ever. Yes. But again, you you just have this level of just again, adoration and love that you just talk about and express every time you talk about her. And again, you're annoyingly cute pictures on Facebook and everything else. So you post a lot of annoying you, pictures. You you do. Facebook. It's kind of not, you should actually stop, just so you know. It's not your stop. your fan base is <laughs> is, is ready to move on to something now um you have a blended family correct yes. with this recent union yes um how many on both sides 
Tell me about that. Is it working? Is it good? Is there any funny that's come from it? Or has it just been super easy and everything's cool? Or has have there been little little bombs? Oh man. Uh it's it's been amazing. Yeah. You know, she has or we have the greatest kids. They're yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um and the I mean, the little girl's my favorite. I'm just putting it out there. She's my favorite. But we all have a favorite. It's yeah, all good. Yeah. yeah. But the boys are awesome. You know, <laughs> <laughs> they're great too. Um, but no, it's 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 fun to see, especially the younger ones, to see them grow and get this is gonna sound super cheesy too, but it's get right. a little piece of my fun. Yeah. And just yeah. start to learn and say things and do things that I think I would do as when I was their age. And be funny and just say the funniest stuff all the damn time, dang time. It's yeah. just, it's, it's amazing. So being, seeing myself able to put, help them grow up and just be funny and yeah. incorporate that as kind of my proud dad moment. Yeah. Just kind of find their own mix of humor. Plus you just said it right there. My proud dad moment. They are your kids. They're all your kids now as well. Mm-hmm. And you've never strayed from that as well. When you've referenced them, no, which I, I just think is brilliant. No, I love that. I, you know, they, they are that blended. They are my, my stepkids, but they're yeah. my kids. Like yeah. it, I no nobody, it doesn't matter to anybody else who, how I got them, where they came from. Yeah. They're my kids. Yeah. You'll you protect know? them as if they're your own. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So she has, she has three and then I have one. That's awesome. And my daughter's older, grown up doing her own thing. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's fantastic. Um, thank you for for not being an atypical guy when you talk about stuff like that too, right? Because I think guys get a lot of flack for not being able to talk about that type of thing on that level. And again, not feel like they're being emasculated or wussies or whatever the case is, right? I mean, we're human, man. Humaning is hard enough. Let's be able to and willing to share our emotional, you know, situation that's inside of us. And that kind of needs to come out on occasion. And again, every time that you've talked about your kids in some way, shape or form, you followed it up with a laugh. It's been a funny anecdotal story type of thing. (laughs) And that's just, that's just the best because it tells me that not only are you present in their lives, but you're, you're, well, you are what I just said. You're, you're present in their lives. You're, you're helping them. You're listening to them. You're showing them positivity. And by way of loving their mom, you're showing them what a real relationship is supposed to be like. And we've talked about that several times yeah. too. Do we, you know, we, we want the, you know, being that we are that blended family, really showing the kids how to treat your spouse in that respectable manner, you yeah. know, or boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever, you know, when you get older, just how to treat another person, Yeah, you know, is, is important to us in our house Yeah, and, and being kind and, and, you know, we all have our moments. We sure. All, sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. Human. Yeah. But at the same time, being being a kind person and and having these kids grow up to be good people and be funny. Yeah, it's important. Okay. Um, we're about to jump into the James Lipton nod, the three questions that every one of my interviewers get. Mm-hmm. They are one-word responses. See if you can be good and follow that trend. Is there any last thing you want to share to our listening audience about your unique views on laughter and or the need for humor in our lives? Find your funny. Yeah. Look for it. Find your funny. Yeah. Go out there, you know, practice, you know, go through your elevator speeches, go Mm -hmm. through your pitches, find your funny. If you're, if if you haven't done it, find it. Cool. I love it. Thank you for that. Um, Okay. You ready to have the fun? Let's do it. Three questions. All right. This is a very serious moment, folks. We need to take a dramatic pause. Um, Yeah. Set up, reposition ourselves. What is one of your biggest pet peeves? Chewing with your mouth open. Oh, thank God. That's not a one word answer, but I will accept it because I feel the same way. Um, what's your favorite place you've traveled to or want to travel to? Maui. Nice. If you could be known for one thing only right now, what would that be? Being a good person. Being a good person. Okay. Fantastic. Um, Ryan Mills, thank you so much for taking the time 
to be part of this podcast. Did you have a good time? Absolutely. It was great. Outstanding. I appreciate um, me out. Yeah. I appreciate you doing this, taking the time, sharing some of those things, playing along as well, having fun. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read out the shout out that is for you as well as everyone else out there listening. Yeah. When you're out there and in between these podcasts with everyone around you that you know and love, I want to encourage you to be a witness, be present, be real, um, be there for those you care about and love. And I ask this of you, Ryan, and everyone else. I'm challenging you all to try it because sometimes we just need to be together, take a moment, and shut up and laugh. Thanks again, Ryan.